This is Phone Home, the podcast where guests hear an interview with a family member about them for the first time. With me in the studio, I'm Chip DeWire. Joining me today is comedian and actor Tommy Pope. Hey, buddy. And dear friend. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I talked to your pop. I heard. I have been... I was really looking forward to it because, as you know, I told him and I told you, whenever I do this, whenever I float the prospect to anybody just to see if someone in their family will be up to do it, you know, I say this is good-natured. It's meant to be good, clean fun. (laughs) So it all starts. No pressure. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) Just a couple of nice touches. (laughs) And your shirtless fist fight in my pop in his backyard. And But I've met Steve. Mm-hmm. And I know you well, so I gave him permission when we were figuring out when we were going to speak to really let loose. Yeah. So I said, if if ever there were a time or a guest, Steve is the one. Yeah. And it it didn't go the way I expected. Really? No, I can't wait for you to hear it in a good in a in a good way. We're or? gonna see. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're gonna see. Yeah, yeah. I I I felt the same way when you when you told me you wanted to do this. I was like, this could go one of many ways. I'm excited. He was wonderful. So just so everyone at home knows, I mentioned I'm lucky to call Tommy a friend. Hell yeah. He's a comedian first and an actor second. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on what week. He has appeared on This Is Not Happening on Comedy Central. He is also the co-creator of Delco Proper on Comedy Central. And uh, you can see him in fine content coming to the internet and television everywhere soon. Soon. Great. Let's hear some Steve. Hell yeah. Hey, Steve. Is that enough time? Perfect. Good. Now we can talk, Tommy. So to begin, I'm, I'm a little bit curious about, I know Tommy's got, uh, Tommy's got two brothers who I have met uh, as, all as adults. Tell me a bit about just how, how Tommy fit in that, in that picture of, uh, of you know, the, of having three boys. Tell me a bit about just his personality and, and sort of where he fell on the spectrum in that, in that group. Well, uh, I guess the first one is a little more serious. Hear about all your brothers the now. The second one was a little more curious. And Thomas was... Uh, <laughs> the youngest the uh, most inquisitive, uh, the most uh, uh, entertaining, uh, the most personality. He, I guess, came into a world of uh, maleness and... Maleness. Maleness. Uh, He made his bones with his wit and his uh, intelligence and... uh, kind of was led by his brothers who were all strong personalities as true? well. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. hasn't so left yet. Of course, Tom to be a strong personality in his own right, but totally different from his two brothers. But as a threesome, they melded together very well. Bingo. Now, you said he was a little bit more of the, the entertainer out of the three. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Well, Thomas could say things to you that anybody else would smack you in the face. There it is. <laughs> uh, he says the same thing. Just his approach, his demeanor, uh, his inflection, uh, how he said things. Just people loved 
to hear him talk and love to interact with him. He was a uh, jovial, friendly, uh, much more sensitive than his two brothers to uh, others and their situation, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So he's saying there you had a good EQ. Wow. I think that's really interesting that he said you had that as a kid. Yeah. I wish he told me earlier. <laughs> you know, we'd have a better relationship. <laughs> that's not true. It's, this is very thoughtful. It's, he's very calm. He's in the pocket. I know. Yeah. That's why I that's said it was- That's your gift, though. That's that's what you do well. You have this very calming- uh, Yeah, perhaps it's, it's, the re, it's the reciprocal chip vibe I'm getting yeah. back. Yeah, you throw out this low vibe. He's in a very- uh, He probably just smoked weed or he's drunk as shit. Whatever he is, he's very- this is nice. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. It sounds like he knows he has cancer and he's dying. And it's, uh, he's at peace <laughs> with you. It sounds like he's writing his own mask card. <laughs> <laughs> he just <laughs> have an inside track of the other people's feelings about things, much more so than his two brothers. His two brothers weren't as concerned with you, what you thought. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Thomas was much more in tune with that. So he, he, he made his, he made his uh, friendships with uh, his... His, his older brother's friends and and eventually uh, where we came from in, in Delaware County was larger families with a lot of kids. Italian. Assholes. And, uh, so his his peer group was three or four years on either side of himself, mostly uh, above because okay. of his older brothers. So he kind of learned quickly how to uh, socialize uh, on their level, and they loved it. So that's that's super interesting. So you yeah. were always hanging out with your brother's friends, yeah, and you had to get, keep your head above water. The youngest uh, of all my friends and their large families are always the, the best athletes as well because they have to work faster and harder to get the, the basketball on the court or try to navigate through their older brothers. And I think it's the same way with sense of humor. You have to be quicker. You have to be more loud, more yep. energetic, more entertaining, as he said in the beginning. But that was on purpose because you just want to be heard. So you you I think you gain... Uh, a stronger social intellect and ability to to be funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I have one sister who's seven years older, which is why I'm a coward and don't know how to fight. <laughs> well, you look good. Fight with that. <laughs> he was a, uh, somewhat of a smart ass. Yeah. A lot of a smart ass. And it, it worked for him. I mean, no matter what, he could say things you would never think to say to people. And they would like it. Tom had a way of work with words. He also had a way with uh, uh, feelings that the other two did. Interesting. What were do, do you have any? Does anything stand out in terms of when you first saw him say something to someone? As you said, where it would get you smacked by anybody else, but Tommy got away with it. <laughs> well, no, no. But I remember one time that I think he became a man. Became a man. He wasn't there. <laughs> I was 14. He found your diaries. <laughs> he, well, you mentioned sports earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, huge part. And th this is this is the Friday Night Lights shift. Oh, coming okay. Here. I wasn't Hell yeah. Expecting. Yeah, well, this is, this is what it happened. Uh, his brothers played football and were very successful. Well, so was I, football. Dad. And Tom was like a field rat. Okay. Uh, and I was a coach. And uh, so Tom was always there. Tom was there for the time. Pause this. I won five out of seven championships as a quarterback. This he, mother. He I wasn't a field it. rat. All right. All right. I, I believe what he's teeing right. up is that you were, you were a spectator <laughs> at, at your first. brother's games at yes, first. Yes, yes. Yes. Just like life. A field rat. <laughs> field rat. 
And he wanted to play so bad because his brothers and his friends, somewhat friends, anyhow, were all playing. So anyway, uh, he finally talked the snack lady, snack bar lady, into giving him a uniform and a helmet and shoes. <laughs> and he ran up, got in line for a drill. And the drill was, we got in line and you run full speed at one of the coaches holding a uh, blocking dummy. Yep. <laughs> and he'd run up, hit the dummy, roll over, get up, go out, and run into the next line, which was very fast, very boom, 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 and we did it on a regular basis. Well, sometimes <laughs> at the end of the line, when he ran up to hit the dummy, hit the dummy and fell backwards. <laughs> no, wait. So no one at this, you're still undercover at this point. Uh, no, no, one knew no, 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 oh. no. I thought I was undercover. I see. I was five, and I'm wearing pads and a jersey that are clearly four times the size oh, that, yeah. that fit me. So I'm walking up like, you know, like I got shit in my pants. I can't, my feet aren't moving and I'm a child. I mean, right. you ever seen a, a five-year-old in pads? It's, it's I have hilarious. Not. I haven't either, but uh, I imagine. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, I, I thought I was undercover. Clearly everybody knew it was me. They were, they were giggling, but they were supportive. I see. I thought you might've been he, he didn't. He didn't know. My dad didn't know. Right. He gets to that. He's at the I, front. There's a whole line of kids in pads. I, I think see. it was a shock to him to right. see me, but it's also adorable. It's like you know, it is adorable. I thought. I thought maybe you were ten and they were twelve, so it was oh, passable, no. they and they were, just didn't see you sneak in. Well, they were eight. Uh, I was five. Okay. So it's so, it's a big difference, I think. Again, I haven't, I've been the eight year old or five year old practice. Well, the whole place cracked up. I mean, the, the, the whole team, we had 30 people on the team plus 10, 12 coaches and parents cracked up. But from that point on, he was looked upon as a gutsy kid with uh, a lot of uh, desire and a, a desire to, uh, to drive and made a difference in everybody's opinion of him as well as his own opinion of himself because he got right back up and uh, got back in line just like nothing happened, you know, and I almost peed myself. I just, I tried not to laugh. Yeah, of course. When you think I was slow, but it had an impact on him and his brothers that this is, this is somebody to be reckoned with. Uh, it took an old stride, just got right back in line. And I, and my job as coach was like, who's that kid? He's not on my. He's not on our team. <laughs> well, from that moment on, he was on our team. So he became a member of a of an older, a little bit older, a couple of, a couple of years older, football team, and a respected member. So it was a was a a, a marking point. I and think it became a man. A man <laughs> at five years old. At five years old. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool that he recognized that it made an impact on you that young. Yeah, hundred percent. And it did because it's I a mean, funny story, but he, but he, he, he's ending it on a serious note, which I think is cool. And there's only a few things I remember at that that young of an age, and that was one of those moments because I that was the first time I I took charge of I'm going to do something myself because my brothers always had their say, they had their rooms, they had their space. Right. I was always just involved because I was the kid you just grabbed the hand of and be like, all right, bring. I guess Tommy has to show up if we need a a fifth member on the court. Just throw your little brother in. And this was my moment to jump in and be accepted. And it, and it worked and out. And you smooth talked the snack, the snack bar lady. Well, it's probably a you know, mouthful of <laughs> Laffy Taffy. I probably just blinked at her a few times and she was like, yeah, I'll watch you <laughs> make an ass out of yourself. Right. Well, good thing you didn't get paralyzed or break a leg. She would have <laughs> never recovered. No, it's funny, man. I do remember that. I remember that really, really uh, 
vividly. It's awesome. Yeah. His personal uh, opinion of himself as well as others' opinions of him. So it was a, it was a, and it was a night, it was a, a situation, a night I, I won't forget. I'm sure he doesn't either. He'll remember it. That's awesome. Now, see, I thought it was uh, there was a possibility it would go the other way that you know he got knocked down and then haunted him forever. But you said it ended up being a really positive and strong experience for him. Exactly, and that's exactly the way it went. It could have been for for I think a a, a weaker minded uh, person, or <laughs> I don't think a weaker minded person would have gone through it to the extent that he did. I mean, he waited till there was nobody at the uh, snack bar, but a, a <laughs> uh, case uh, in the joint. Snack bar, a mother who thought the world of him. They actually gave him all the equipment. And equipment was worth I don't know five hundred dollars each just to get a kid outfitted. Yep. And he talked her into giving her, giving him a complete outfit. <laughs> so he came running up the field, I'm thinking, "Who the hell's this?" So he went the whole route. He, he put everything. He put all his put all his money on the table and uh it paid off you know it it, uh, it set the tone yeah, i'm a super bowl champion that mm-hmm. on, he had a whole different approach to a lot of things as well as my uh, my opinion of you know what what could be done and then you know, the kid that went through all that did what he did was he's the kind of kid you want on your team so he and he, and he did stay with the team the rest of the year so it was it was great it was a, it was a memorable moment yeah and you have you seen you know, that fire and that level of commitment, just another stuff that he's done later on? Well, <clears throat> I think initially what, what bounds him to his brothers and, and had a big impact on his, I guess, uh, growing up was the sports, especially football. He was extremely uh, successful, as were his brothers. We were members of an organization that was highly successful. How many championships? Five out of seven. Can we rewind that? Five out of seven. Five. Five no, go all the way back to the beginning. Five out of seven. <laughs> I, want that, I want that known. Actually, you want to see my tattoo? <laughs> was the star. He was one of the, one of the biggest stars in the league. So oh, it had yeah, a wow. lot of an impact on him as far as uh, self-assuredness, <laughs> Such a teachable moment. The uh, whole interview. You know, typically growing up, it takes a long time to actually become self-aware and yeah. and comfortable with yourself. Yep. Comfortable with uh, what you see as, as correct. And Tom reached that level long before his, his peer group did. Which I-, I think that's super cool that not only, as you said, is he in the pocket. I didn't expect it to go Friday Night Lights, but I also didn't expect the Zen master. That's well, really insightful. He was the president of, of the league. So he was a head coach for for years. He co- he had coached my both my brothers and me only one year, but those guys for eight ten years. And he coached for like twenty five years total. Um, so he he knows uh, and certain positions have different uh, a different outlook on life, different mentality. And and as he said, it, it you you build a a sense of um, character and um, assuredness, and you get confident. So I I became a quarterback and and it. it it bred like this level of security and sense of, of worth, as he just said. And then I got into this industry and it <laughs> destroyed it. <laughs> and you start from scratch because there's no quarterback in this industry. But um, he was, just as he's speaking highly of me, he was, he was a great coach. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame coach in our area. And, and yep. he was somebody everybody looked upon as, as a championship coach. So he could see in certain players 
uh, that that sense of worth before they even knew it. And he knew how to coach it out of them and, and bring, you know, the best out of them. I didn't know that. And I, he doesn't talk about himself. Really, maybe, maybe he mentioned the word coach once. But like I said, I got that when I said teachable moment. Yeah. During the call, I kind of got the feeling that like there was a hand on my shoulder. <laughs> and like the light from the long corridor was hitting his whistle. Like, yeah, was, yeah, he's got a lot, a lot okay. of gifts. And, an and one of them is coaching. Primarily his age group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some, some never reach that level. Some take a <laughs> long time. Some sooner. Some never. Uh, he reached a, a, a level where he uh, – quickly reach that, I don't want to say manhood, but certainly uh, self-assuredness in in everything he did. And that had a major impact. And I guess uh, the fact that uh, when he he graduated uh, in high school, he was a, uh, uh, what's the scholar? I forget the name of the organization. National Honor Society, Dad? I don't remember. But he was one of the top 2% that way. 10%. And his his (laughs) conversation was what we were trying to determine was where should he go to college and what should he major in and whether he should be an actor or a comedian or what. Now, was that no, on that, the table that, when you were eighteen? No, 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 no. I love how he's, he's putting that in there now, but, the, uh, and this is no offense to him or, or my family or my community, but actor and comedy wasn't, uh, wasn't an option. I didn't know comedy was even a, a viable, suitable, uh, job. We didn't know anything about that. And if you played sports, you didn't do theater. Of course, it, from yeah. where we were from, like you just there was no intermixing. I remember walking through the front doors, seeing the theater kids, and as I went down the hallway, I would just like, <laughs> I would just be enamored and mesmerized by like that uh, that life, that world. I wanted that I, to ask you about that because I don't know if he brings it. Well, he talks about sports a lot. I mm-hmm. don't know if it was here. I didn't know when he said you were the star quarterback and you won championships. I knew you played every sport. I knew you did well, but I didn't know that, and that made me wonder. Yeah, where you sort of like leading the double secret life in yeah, your head. Yeah, I think were, so. Yeah, yeah because what he started with saying is like my my uh, the entertainment and my personality and my sense of humor got me by in life off the field, the court, and the baseball diamond. But I played baseball, basketball, and football every single day, season after season, from five years old to 20, 20 years old. Your whole life is sports. And it does build character. It does – but. When it's over, well, you got nothing. It made me who I am, but I didn't know how to exert all of these things I learned, all the character, the integrity, the, uh, the things that I wanted to show uh, other avenues and explore what so I really So you can't just choose sunflower seeds in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have, you a, dip in. Go. I have <laughs> a dip in right now. I've been spit on the floor the whole time. Uh, but no, I, it's, it's – yeah, there was a double life. Internal though. Sure. I didn't know. I didn't know. I just felt yeah. – I felt something. And yeah. my brother Brian finally, you know, ejected that. I think Steve me. comes around. Oh, does he? I think oh, so. cool. Yeah. So the decision was made, which I kind of pushed, that he should go to college and get a degree that was at least marketable yep. and usable. He talked me out of art school and athletics to go to engineering school because I was uh, smart. I was top 10% or whatever the f*** he just said. Right. But I get it. I mean he wanted me to, to, to take advantage of, of the intellect and, and the uh, money. Yeah, of course. I got a scholarship <laughs> to a really great school that, would, uh, that I'd be paying student loans back for 25 years. Rather than – I mean we, we went down and looked at the uh, Academy of uh, – Oh, the, the, uh, Art Institute. The musical Academy. No. Dad, <laughs> he smokes weed. Did we cover that yet? We did. Yeah. Finally settled on Drexel. 
Um, and can you play? Can, so I, 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 uh, I, I visual arts painting and drawing and stuff, and and I went and brought my portfolio, which was kind of sad. Like now that I think about it, <laughs> these are people that were getting accepted to these art colleges that actually had formal studies. You know, they had sure. a teacher and they had a portfolio that was vast, and I, I was just drawing shit in my own home in my own bedroom to avoid abuse from my brothers or something. I just draw like I don't know, a fl- like Walter Payton. Right. Uh, I didn't do that for you. I know you're a Chicago fan, but like I would just draw like Sports Illustrated covers and I was just obsessed and I brought these portfolios to these art schools and I got accepted. It was a big deal. And I remember having a conversation with my dad and he kind of talked me out of art school because back then I went to college in 1998, 1999, and there was no graphic artists. So there was no way to take your visual arts and make money doing it via computer. So it wasn't a viable option to make money. And yeah. a career. So as a father, I understand him going, Ugh. so he kind of pushed me out in conversation. Going, what do you, and I remember, I remember him saying, what are you going to be a f-ing boardwalk painter? You going to put, <laughs> you going to go on a boardwalk and, and paint? And I thought about it and I was like, you know, I, I guess, I, <laughs> I guess not. No, no, no. I, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. So then, Six flags. Yes. <laughs> Boardwalks. Yeah. yeah. Caricatures. Yeah. yeah. I'll just draw noses all day long. Make well, some money. Great wife. It work. It was a IT uh, degree. <clears throat> and then as soon as he graduated, his decision was, well, what would make him <laughs> happy would be uh, uh, comedy, writing, acting, all those things. So after he got his degree, the decision we made that I kind of pushed was, was, all right, now you got a degree to fall back on. Let's think, what do you want to do that, that you enjoy? What do you want to do that really hits home and you'll be happy with for the rest of your life? And uh, therefore, that, that got that him into <laughs> And writing and acting, directing, etc. So <laughs> that was probably the biggest step in his life that he was self-assured. That's knew what he wanted to do, and I, I had no argument with that. I guess that answers most of that question. No. Do you remember the first any of the first times you got to see him perform in Philly? I think he, he, he did with his brother Brian, which is the there second, you. the middle son. Yep. Uh, they would do the open mic nights, which he didn't tell me much about. He didn't invite me. It was kind of like his trying out stuff. Well, he, he, he would go and, and do open mics and do very well. Well, through that, somehow he got a, uh, uh, an opportunity to go to the, uh, uh, professional club downtown in Philly. And so I went to see him a couple of times and he was really good. He knew he had a feel for the audience. He had a feel for what he was talking about. He had a flow to him. It wasn't just uh, stupid stuff. It had some uh, some uh, a feeling to it. it. It had some depth to it. And uh, it was well thought out and mostly uh, personal experiences and how funny they were and how he made what I didn't think was so damn funny. Uh, <laughs> And he, he, he made jokes like that, and the others would go crazy. So I always sat in the back just in case he pointed me out, made sure I didn't get to be part of the act as well as part of the joke. So it, 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 I guess mostly he he started rolling. Once I started rolling, he went from just a, a five-minute bit to 15 minutes, then up to a half an hour, then to a headliner. And he did a lot, which uh, I, I was only to one, but he would go to, maybe this, I should say, he would go to like black uh, uh, 
close. There it is. <laughs> you got to fuck a stool other places, Dad. You can't just go to your own town. Jokes. And they loved it. They loved it. Now, if you try and tell one of those jokes to even two black people, you're going to, you're in trouble. They're right. going to slap you around. <laughs> dad bringing out this the old dad jokes. <laughs> got away with, he got away with stuff you would you would never have said. So he had a he had an ability to charm people and at the same time kind of insult them. But to the extent that it wasn't a nasty thing, it was a funny thing, and that's basically uh, what I would go to and watch. And it was I, I went to a couple where it was two white people and all the rest black, and he was telling black jokes, and they loved it. Hell yeah. Well, that sounds like it's uh, his capacity to to still kill in front of any, any crowd is similar to what when you said as a kid he was able to say things to people that you wouldn't expect that no one else could get away with. Exactly, and it, it, and it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, Indian, uh, Asian, uh, name black, them all, Dad. The, 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 <laughs> the best Russians, part is Krauts, my. <laughs> If you can tell, I thought we got through the minefield <laughs> after the blacks. Yeah. And I was like, good, I'm going to pivot and we'll get out of this thing unscathed. Yeah. And then laundry listed Hell yeah. every oh, ethnicity. is perfect. Uh, he so had them all. And, and, and it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't insulting, but it speaks to your EQ. There's a thing. The way he would bring it forward would make it even the people he was talking about laugh. And it was... You know, I scared the crap out of me at first. Like, you're going there to say who do what? <laughs> He's one of the two white guys in the crowd. He's like, why don't you pump the brakes here, Dad? Uh, he has that ability to be able to communicate on that level with all types of people. So he's, he's very good at at honing in on a personal level quickly in a, in a conversation. Has anything that he's done so far, you know, stood out that made you particularly proud or that was something that was your most, like, favorite thing that he's done? Could be a show. could be anything. Well, there's a few things. I was proud of not so much, for instance, winning the championship or something like that. Which right back to sports. I was very proud of that. But I, no I was more proud of how they handled uh, championships. The, the, the spotlight. They didn't. They didn't revel in the fact that he's the star. Yep. They spread it around to this other people and yeah. included other people. And that's a, that's that's a uh, that's a rare trait. Uh, he could he, he made it feel like it was us. Not I, and, and and he was good at that, and, and he was good at uh, uh, anything he attempted, he accomplished. And if he wanted it bad enough, he accomplished it. So, so my pride is in the fact that he's a level-headed uh, straight shooter, and he communicates with people on their level and makes them feel like they're part of him or that he's part of them. That's and pretty. I, and I'm proud of that. That that takes an intelligent person with with a feel for humanity. He's good at that. What do you hope happens for Tommy? What do you What do you hope uh, he's able to do with comedy? Have you ever you know thought of Do you have any hopes, or have you thought about like what might happen, or do you have any thoughts about that? All the black clubs. Constantly. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do as a father. You can't get away from that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what I hope and what I told him, I said, I, I won't believe this is all working until you come down my driveway with a wheelbarrow full of money. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. All right, everything's good. So, but, but, but honestly, all I care is to make sure that whatever he does, he likes, he enjoys, and he loves. So I don't care what that is. I don't care what he does, as long as he enjoys what he's doing. My uh, thoughts are, as long as he is progressing, he's enjoying then it's, just, it's already a success. It's already succeeded. 
Yep. It's a matter of continuing along that, that Zen line. coaching well, again. We haven't discussed specifics. I know Tom has some in his, in his head, but <laughs> to me, it doesn't matter. He's already made it to the point where he's impressed me, and I'm proud of whatever he does. And I know that uh, he'll continue on those lines because that's the kind of person he is. Everything that you said makes complete sense about you know Tom's Tom's capacity to know people emotionally and to push boundaries and to push himself. Is there anything? that you know about him or his personality that you think would be surprising or that maybe doesn't the come mystery across box. Uh, through him when he's on stage? What is somewhat surprising is that even when it succeeds, he still seems to be sometimes <clears throat> feels that he hasn't totally succeeded. Sure. And, and, and I don't like that. <laughs> I, I, that just drives me nuts. Me too, Dad. Me too. Um, <laughs> and I guess that sometimes is 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 uh, the mark of uh, a genius or the mark of uh, someone who will over ex- uh, uh, will succeed beyond their dreams. That makes a lot of sense. That it's you know he's got a, the perfectionist or you know not feeling it's enough. That totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. To that extent, I, and I and I worry about that because I. I think he's already succeeded beyond what I thought he could do, and, and, and I'm very proud of what he's got. And if it goes no further, I'm still very proud of him because uh, he's, he's, he's done what he's set out to do. He's, he's succeeded to a great extent. He, I, I think at times, he doesn't see that as success enough. And it's success, but not enough success. Well, hopefully we can put it to the test and see what happens when he comes down the driveway with that big pile of money. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, that'll be success. (laughs) That's awesome. That's what I'm waiting for. We'll buy a full money. Well, Steve, this has been fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate the time and the call. This is wonderful. I hope it was informative enough. I, I, I'm proud of Sal the kid. I love him to death. It's been uh, it's been a great ride for the father. Good, perfect. All right, Steve. Well, thanks again. This has been this has been fantastic, and we will let you know when this sucker's live on the air, and then you can have a listen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, Chip, and I, I appreciate yeah. it. So hopefully, it all comes out that I don't sound like a jerk. Not in the least. <laughs> one of those crazy-ass fathers. So whatever you do, don't, don't print that. <laughs> Guaranteed. Not, not going to print it. All right. Thanks again, Steve. Great. Take care. All right. Thanks, Chip. I appreciate it. It was fun. Bye-bye. He was in the pocket. Aww. Wasn't that sweet? What a sweet man. That was very he was in the pocket. Very he was in the pocket. And he was he was only naturally funny talking about He didn't go out yeah. The clubs, yeah. but he wasn't even trying to be funny. No. He was being serious. No, that was wonderful. That was uh that's why this is a special thing you got going on here. Mm-hmm. Cause it requires someone to really inflect and, and think about what, what uh you know, in terms of the relationship they have with their child or to think outside the box. It's it's a really interesting idea. So kudos to you. Kudos. Anything fun we should know about your pop? Any last thoughts about pop? Well, you know, selfishly speaking, that man is the most entertaining human being you'll ever f***ing meet. Uh, And that was, I've never heard him so zen and so, uh, so calming. That was incredible. I know it was not, like I said, I gave him license to say whatever he wanted. No, I like that. I like that because he would never do that. He would never, if I was on the phone with you, this is why I think this is genius what you're doing. If I, if this is a three-way call, 
number one, we would have just been yapping over each other the whole fucking time. You, <laughs> right. If you no talked to my brother, yeah. yeah, no, 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 you'd hear a word here and there, and Matt would have to do all the sound right. editing. Uh, Don't go through yeah. a megaphone. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, that was, um, yeah, he's he's. The only thing I would add is how exceptionally funny and and uh, alive and and uh, the energy that man usually inhibits, and it was fun to to experience the other side of the coin because I've never that is a rare moment. Good. And uh, I appreciate it, and I thank you. Thank you for coming. Yeah. we got some rare Steve. Tommy Pope. You can check out Delco Proper on Comedy Central. You can also check out his episode of This Is Not Happening online at Comedy Central. And you can follow Tommy on Twitter and Instagram at Tommy J. Pope. I suggest that you do, especially the gram. The gram. I don't do, I don't do Twitter. Twitter is... Uh, come on. Come on. Grow up. Love you, Tommy. I love you too, buddy. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you.